Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Babe. Today is November 5th, 2022. Ah, we got a big game tomorrow. <laughs> big game. Big game. We are going to have to play the team that's beaten us like three years in a row or something. Outside of the New Orleans Saints, I would say they are our nemesis. Well, you know what's crazy is we have have been in sync with them pretty much our whole existence and their whole existence. You know, we, we, we played them in the NFC championship in 1999. They ended up winning a super bowl with Kurt Warner. Then we ended up winning a super bowl, uh, in 2002. And here we are. They, we won a super bowl and then they won a super bowl right behind us. And they had to do exactly what we did in their home stadium. Yeah, they couldn't let us have Ridiculous. that, could they? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But they were also, when I started being a Bucks fan, were terrible, just like we were. We were all synced up. They, ha- <laughs> I think at the time they had Sam Bradford. Synced up in the terribleness. Mm-hmm. In the terribleness. Right, before we get into that game, let's talk about the Ravens game a little bit. We were not able to do a podcast after that game. I wanted to. I have been pushing to get a podcast done, but uh, we just haven't been able to. And, you know, now it's a, I've, I've been like obsessed with that game for the past week and a half. And I, I had a lot to say, and now I'm just kind of over it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fatigued. Yes. You're like, yes, I burned myself out with overdosed it. on it. Yes, I, I got a video out yesterday. I had the video done. Like five days ago, but I needed some touching up and then a bunch of stuff happened. I wasn't able to get it uh, touched up and uploaded and I got it up yesterday. I wasn't even going to do it yesterday. I was like, ah, screw it. I'll just wait and do the Rams game. But, you know, there were some interesting things in that game. You know, I, I I did a video, a reaction video after that Baltimore game, and I really blasted the Bucks, you know, especially the defense. Just really, really went at them, which is and uncharacteristic. You, yeah, you don't normally do that, yeah. and especially like the picture on the on YouTube was like the Bucks suck. Yeah, which you don't do. No, typically. No, and I've said that in the video. I'm you know I'm a rah rah guy. I don't like to talk bad, but they just the performance on the field. The past few weeks has been absolutely atrocious. And in that Ravens game, we had such high expectations that they were going to make a comeback. And they started, you know, the first quarter and a half, they looked really good. Yeah, I went to bed at halftime. They looked okay. I was not concerned. I felt pretty good about the game when I went to bed. Oh, you never watched the whole game. I did not. Why didn't we watch? <laughs> I, don't know. I, I really, you know how I get, I get so, yeah. and especially like the fan reaction uh, and the media where everyone's kind of attacking certain people on the team. Uh, I, I don't handle that well, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think kind of a, a self-preservation. Yes. You do not like bad feelings. Uh-uh. So. Nope. You avoid them at so all. So I costs. avoid them exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Devin White really got blasted. He got blasted on the broadcast, and the announcers really went after him. And they showed clips. And you know, I've been talking about him since the the middle of the Atlanta game. Something happened, and you know for, from watching all 22 it looked you know he kind of got rolled up on his ankle and his leg it, it was just in a weird position and then it seemed like after that he he was very gun shy about making tackles and he would actually back off you know from the ball carrier and you know it's just not like him so i was like oh maybe he's hurt but then the next couple of weeks against pittsburgh and uh who else was it? Who did we play? 
Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. <clears throat> he just he was not performing well at all, and it didn't look like it was injury. It looked more like he just didn't want to be out there or something. I don't know. Uh, he, he he wasn't playing well, and then so when the Baltimore game come, and then they started going after him, I was like, well, yeah, this is really bad. You know, the clips they showed, and you could see it on the field. You know, the center coming out and just driving Devin White down the field. Got us like 15 yards. 20 at least a couple times. And so I was like, man, this is, I've had enough. You know, this is, he needs to be held accountable. And then uh, by, uh, Todd Bowles in the press conference, they everybody started asking him about Devin White. And he said, I have no problem with Devin White. I, you know, his, his play is not bothering me at all. I don't know what you guys are talking about, basically. And I was thinking to myself, this is this guy's insane. Like typical Todd Bowles, right. kind of, you know, eh, there's no problem. It's yeah. fine. Right. And so I went in to watch the all twenty two and I got the I got the defense done. And then I wanted to I I got uh probably about a the first quarter done of the offense. But the defense kind of surprised me because what it looked like on the the broadcast version was they just quit or get ever gassed, one of the two. You know, but to me, it just flashbacks of 2011. You know, it just seems like this whole team is in a funk and I feel like nobody's playing well. Nobody wants to be out there. There's no excitement. Mm-hmm. There's no joy. There's no... Oomph. Like something's very wrong, it feels mm-hmm. like, culturally in the locker room. Yes. And so I, I go and I watch the All-22, and I'm fully expecting to see the bad crap I've seen in the past few weeks where, you know, the horrible communication on the defense, <clears throat> uh, guys are totally running the wrong play. You know, that I, I pointed that out in some of the Tiffy videos that, you know, we, we've had quite a few plays where guys are lost. They don't know what's going on. Or they're they're running man while everybody else is running zone, mm-hmm. including mm-hmm. Devin White. Mm-hmm. And, and Devin White is the leader. He's the play caller. He's the one that needs to make sure. <laughs> he should know <laughs> what they're running. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> there were some plays it's where weird. he was the one that was confused. So I fully expected to see that when I watched the Baltimore tape. But I was actually surprised because Devin White did not play bad. It was actually the best game he's had <laughs> since the Atlanta game. Now, he didn't play good. Nobody played good. Mm-hmm. But it was nowhere near what I thought I was going to see. And the team didn't quit. They played hard all the way, or the defense did, all the way through that game till that whistle blew. And that shocked the hell out of me because on the broadcast, I just saw – just looked like loafing and nobody really giving their all. And it was the all 22 was the exact or not the exact opposite, but it, that wasn't there. Everybody played hard until then. The big factor in that game that made us look so bad. And I, I hate to be this guy because it does. It sounds like a sore loser and I'm just making excuses and everything. But this is 100% beyond a doubt. You know, I put it in the video. The damn holding. I had 22 uncalled holds with Baltimore Ravens. And they're masters at it. I mean, they are trained and they practice this stuff because a lot of it, I didn't even count as a holding because I couldn't see it. But I knew it was holding. You could just tell by the way guys were being twisted and jerseys were getting yanked and all this. But you couldn't see the holding. So I try not to write those down. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't see it, you know, I don't want to complain about it. So there's 22 that you can see. And the crap ton more that you can't. But they – it's like the, there's two referees that are in charge <clears throat> of calling holds. And it's the umpire and the uh, line judge. I can't remember. One of the guys that stands on the the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And they're the two that are in charge of making sure that the offensive line doesn't hold. And it's like, I feel like the Baltimore Ravens know where they're at at all times. 
And they were very judicious and very good with their holds. They would hold at the right time in the right places that they needed to hold. I mean, sometimes they did. They really went after Devin Way. I don't know what was going on. If he's had a skirmish with them before, or there was guys that they uh, don't like each other, or mm-hmm. if Harbaugh, which this is probably what it is, Harbaugh said, "Go after Devin White," and you know, he, if we can take him out of the game, then <clears throat> we can just run it all over top of the Buccaneers, and that's what they did. I mean, they went after Devin White. You know, they targeted him. But they were so good at the holding. I mean, they, they really had it down to a science. I mean, I, I really want to go through and watch some of their, the Baltimore Ravens' previous All-22 footage for this year and see if they're doing this, you know, through throughout the game. But like I said, they weren't doing it. It wasn't like they were getting beat and then they reached out and grabbed the guy. They were purposely holding guys to move them, you know, for, for run plays and, and all that. It was very judicious. They they knew what they were doing and they did it on purpose and they they did it very well. It was very, very impressive, to be honest with you. <laughs> and the the NFL has, you know, they came out a couple years ago and they said that they are not going to, to have an emphasis on holding anymore, unless it's blatant and obvious, I think was what they had said, the, mm-hmm. the head of officiating. And teams are starting to take advantage of that. And I think the Ravens have said, hey, we're going to hold as much as we can. I think they had two holding penalties in this game. But they said, we're going to hold right up to the limit. And that's a part of their game now. And I, I honestly think the Buccaneers need to start doing that. Buccaneers well, you've been line. saying it since, I don't know, like when we played week two mm-hmm. with the Chiefs. Um, that was week four. Oh, okay. Okay, week four. Uh, you know, because th- they were another team that kind of used it to their advantage. And um, we haven't adjusted to it. No, no, not at all. Our guys look totally lost out there when they get grabbed. Yeah. It, you know, that's one of the things I miss about Sue because you just couldn't hold Sue. You know, if you did hold Sue, he was going to make you pay for it the next play. He was going to drive you in the dirt. But generally, guys just couldn't hold him because he was big and strong and he had all these techniques to get out of holding. And these guys, the Buccaneers defense, they've got to learn how to get off of a hold or at least make it clear and obvious that they're being held. You know, something. they got to do something. Because yeah. because this is the second game. We're only halfway in the season, and that's mm-hmm. been two games where they've gotten dominated just through holding. I think last year, the Rams, it was similar. I think the, the when we when we played them d- during the season, but then okay. during the playoffs, they didn't at all. Okay. So, and the Saints are another team. Pretty egregious with it this year it's been the chiefs game was just crazy stupid it was 30 some holds i counted and in this one it was 22 uh and but other than that they didn't have any uh penalty uncalled penalties there was one roughing the passer that didn't get called guy hit brady low but it, it wasn't in the knees it was in his thigh, but the guy took two steps before he hit Brady. Brady was not expecting it at all. I mean, he was looking and watching the pass, and it could have been very dangerous. Yeah, is that still a penalty if it's above yeah. the knee? Well, you can't you can't take more than one step to like launch at him. To hit him, you can't take two steps and hit the quarterback. You got one step. Brady threw the ball. The guy took two steps. Oh, and, and okay. Hit, okay. And hit him. So, you know, and I saw it during the game, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go back and check that out. And sure enough, it was definitely. But the, the, the scary part of it was is that Brady was not expecting it. And, you know, he had all of his weight on that leg, and that guy hit him. And he, he looked like it, you know, it, it hurt. So, anyhow, yeah, the, the, the Ravens, did a masterful job of holding, but the thing of it is, is they didn't have to do that. 
it just really made our defense look really bad because it looked like we weren't able to stop the run. We weren't able to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, get into the gaps. We weren't getting to uh, Lamar Jackson, all this good stuff. But it was because we were being held all over the damn place. And the thing of it is, is that even if they wouldn't have held, I think their offense would have beat our defense because their offense played incredible. I mean, Lamar Jackson, you know, we, we've had this conversation about, you know, people saying mm-hmm. after Brady, can we get Lamar Jackson? And I'm like, I do not want Lamar Jackson <laughs> because I just don't like don't, these running don't, quarterbacks. Yeah, we don't like these running quarterbacks. Yeah. They don't have the longevity. They don't. Right. Uh, they're gimmicky. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll see with Lamar Jackson. I think he's in what? Is, this is his fourth year? Somewhere, something of that mm-hmm. nature. Yeah, so he's coming up, and you know he stayed relatively healthy. I mean, I think he was he out. Had, like weird illness that like lasted a while. Mm-hmm. And he got he got hurt years. last year, I think, out for the last few games, or whatever. <laughs> but <coughs> he takes some hits, so I don't know how long he's going to last. Yeah. But I tell you what, that guy. I used to I used to talk about RG three. RG three was one of the best option guys I've ever seen. He 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 could do a handoff, and you had no idea who had the ball. Mm-hmm. And he was he was just he was fantastic at it. Lamar Jackson is as good as that, but he doesn't have all the flaws that RG three did. You know, RG three was absolutely horrible at decision making and passing, and he was fragile. Uh, Lamar Jackson doesn't have. I mean, he he made great decisions against us. He was throwing great balls. He had a few. Misfires, but uh, he just—he was very calm, cool, collected. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that we can't get any pressure on quarterbacks. <laughs> but even when we did, you know, yeah. he didn't panic. You know? Yeah. But and like he puts up points, and mm-hmm. um, so maybe he's one of those we're wrong about. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd get him in a heartbeat. <laughs> you would? Yes. In a heartbeat. Interesting. I think he could be a pocket passer too. If he, you know, if he starts yeah. to get injured, I think he could sit back there and sling the ball. I mean, he was making. He picked our defense apart. There was we couldn't do anything against him. That's so impressive too, because he's still young. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's only been in the league four or five years. I don't. I don't know how long. Yeah. Um, so. Oh. He he had. Uh, yeah, I've been doing this, watching the All Twenty Two for quite a few years. And I love to see tells, especially with quarterbacks. And almost every quarterback's got a tell. And I can predict, I can eventually, after I start watching for a while, I can predict exactly mm-hmm. when they're going to snap the ball. God, like Matt Ryan. Oh, Matt Ryan was worse. <laughs> I could predict to the millisecond when he was going to snap the ball. Uh, and Drew Brees was the same way because I've, I've seen him so much. Lamar Jackson is the first quarterback. Obviously, I had no idea when he was going to snap wow. that ball. Every single time. He he changed his cadence, his pace, even the silent count. They, they switched up everything constantly. Okay. Now, I got to give him a lot of credit. Like, that's incredible. And especially, like, for a running quarterback to be like most of the running quarterbacks they rely on their athleticism mm-hmm. and aren't good um field like generals, field generals yeah. exactly so it would be i mean i think the the running quarterback would be workable if any of them were field generals that could you know have that kind of you know mm-hmm. it's like pocket passers like Brady and Aaron Rodgers um they're very like strategic and the thing with the athletic quarterbacks, it doesn't seem like it's as strategic. It's right, more, yeah. They're more like instinctual. hammers. <laughs> yeah. It's like instinctual. Like, Oh, I feel pressure. So I'm going to run, mm-hmm. rely on my speed. And so were you to get one who could play field general and then also have their legs, they could be dangerous. Yes. And he is dangerous. And that could be the future. That could be mm-hmm. how the quarterback position is evolving. No, I think it is. Um, That's where it's heading. Yeah. But it's interesting because we haven't really seen one yet Mm-mm. that is the field general like that. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, he had he got no happy feet. He didn't have any no phantom pressure. And even when he was getting pressure, like if we would have our ends coming, he would st- he'd hang in there, you know, to the last second. You know, he wasn't he wasn't like feet first. You know, he wasn't like yeah. I'm going to <clears throat> run. Mm-hmm. You know, because I f- I'm feeling that somebody might eventually come around the corner. You know, I mean, he was he was a pocket passer that ran, but. And it's so strange because that's so that's such an interesting way to put it. <laughs> a yeah. pocket passer that runs. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, he's got such a smooth release too. I was just I was so impressed with him. The the uh, this is I'm trying not to make this a Lamar Jackson I, podcast, <laughs> but I was I was very impressed with him. I was a, it's a this is the first time I've seen a quarterback that we played that I've been just like wow. I, this, I was incredible. But, it's very hard to impress you. Yes, it is. But the, uh, you know, his his snaps were different every single play. He he would do silent count, but they they sometimes he would do silent count, sometimes he wouldn't. Every time he went up to the line, it was something different. You never knew when that ball was going to snap, and they would have somebody going into motion, and he'd snap the ball right before they got to the center. I mean, you're like, you don't expect that, you know, and it made it so, okay, you know, he's probably going to do an option with the running back, but then you've got this guy shooting across the back of the line, so they might direct snap it to him, Mm -hmm. you know, so our defense was in total discombobulation this whole game. They they had no idea what was going to happen, and I had no idea what was going to happen, and I'd already seen the damn game. (laughs) But he would he would do the silent count, and you know, in silent count, they lift their legs up, they put mm-hmm. their leg down. Now, sometimes the team will have a guard will look back at the quarterback, and when he does that, the guard will set, and then he'll smack the center, and the center will hike it. Well, you know, everybody knows when you're going to think of Yeah. They would do that every now and then, but then sometimes they would do the silent count where – uh, Lamar Jackson would lift lift his leg up, and as soon as his leg would hit the ground, they'd snap it. Sometimes they would he would lift it up, and when it was in midair, they would snap it. Sometimes he would lift it up, set it down, lift it up again, set it down. Uh, it, it was it was amazing. I've never seen anything like that. It reminds me. It sounds me. so intricate. <laughs> very, very intricate. But it's of the offense. What? Is it the offense? Like, is it the coaching? Is the, are those those are the signals in within the offense? Um, well, that that's that's the thing. I don't know if you know Harbaugh has, has put all that stuff in there. Now, honestly, I think Lamar Jackson is that's just his style. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was like that. You know, he was very he just confused you when he got up there. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson is that way. He's he's very strategic in what he does. And the 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 option, the the play actions, the fakes, he's a master at it. I mean, he's a master at it. He would fake out the camera guys constantly. <laughs> you know, the, the, I mean, the which all- they have been subpar this year. Yeah, that's Let's- true. But he he was fake, and our defense is smart. We do not fall for that crap mm-hmm. most of the Levante time. Levante in particular, or Shaq Barrett. Yeah, I mean, Shaq Barrett never falls for that mess. He did in this game. I mean, there was a time that he was he got spun around quite a few times, lost, had no idea what was going on. You know? And the uh the all twenty two camera people were getting confused. <laughs> so the broadcast camera people were confused. The all twenty two camera people were confused, couldn't figure out where the ball was at, uh, or when it was gonna be snapped, because a lot of times they, they were still pointing at the scoreboard and the ball was snapped. But the all twenty two, <laughs> they'd have to put the camera down. They weren't expecting it. And uh uh, so, so okay, you got the all-22 camera guys were confused. The broadcast guys were confused. Our whole defensive line is confused. The defensive ends were confused. Our linebackers were confused. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy just bamboozles everybody. How do you beat that? You can't beat that. Right, that's what I'm saying. I, that's why I, I wish they wouldn't have held because I would have really liked to see what our defense could have done against him. I think he still would have beat us, but... It would it wouldn't have been as bad it wouldn't have looked as bad yeah. as it did. I mean the score wasn't that bad either. It was and what, twenty five to twenty two or Yeah, we, we like got that. a garbage time touchdown yeah, okay. basically. They 
that kind of let us come down the field and drain the clock off. And, but uh, we, we then we had to kick an onside kick, and they got it. So, and they just kneeled on it. So very impressed with Lamar Jackson. Not impressed with our defense, but I'm not as upset with them as I was after I watched it. And Devin White, <laughs> it's the craziest thing. I mean, I was fully expected to watch that all 22 and see the same crap I've been seeing for the past three weeks or worse. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. It was just the weirdest thing. I was kind of a little disappointed to be honest with you <laughs> because I was really. I made up. I was. I did that rant because you had to do a mea culpa. I did. I had to do an apology <laughs> video just to apologize that you know, hey guys, you know, I thought y'all quit. You didn't. Yeah. You know, y'all played. You know, all the way to the whistle blew, man. Which I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. So, yeah, the the Ravens. They did a really good job of. Picking apart our defense, they really attacked our weaknesses. Uh, they, you know, they went after Devin White, but there, there was they. For one, they came out passing. Nobody was expecting that at all, you know. But then they came out running at halftime and just ran it all over top of us, mainly because of the holding. But there was one point in the, I think it was the fourth quarter, the. They threw, they had a nine-play drive, okay? Went down the field, got to the, uh, no, this was, a, this was in the second quarter, uh, 448. This is, this is when they, they got down to the, the two, about the six-yard line, and it was a fourth and two, and they went for it and didn't make it, okay? Yeah, they started off. You know, in their side of the field, nine plays, they and they drove all the way down to our five or six or whatever it was, and ended up with a fourth and two. They passed the ball that whole drive. They passed it nine straight times. But the crazy thing about that was five of those, five straight passes went at McCollum, mm-hmm. Zion McCollum, mm-hmm. our rookie. See, that makes me think like they pick on people in mm-hmm. particular. Yes. The Devin White thing, probably intentional. Yes. Oh, no, there's no doubt in my mind they intentionally targeted Oh, him. yeah. Well, Harbaugh, I think, has been around for so long. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's probably one of his tricks. Yes. Yeah, it, it was It was on the, the nine. They ended up on the Buccaneers nine. So, you know, there was a fourth and two, and they went for it, and that was what D- Dean had that Excellent play, bad pass defense in the end zone. He had the he used that closing speed and that length because yeah, it did. It looked <laughs> like length. he was four three yards behind the receiver. Yeah, you know I would have thrown it too, and uh, he just caught up, just just batted the ball down. Uh, but yeah, five straight passes at Zion McCollum. Mm. That was Poor a- kid. You know, <laughs> it's like get a key. You're yeah, like, yeah, I feel for you. Got thrown to the lines. Yeah. Man. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but then also, <laughs> strangest thing in the uh, second quarter, twelve forty-four in the second quarter, the Ravens had a thirteen-play drive that took six minutes and forty-four seconds. Thirteen plays, they went twenty-two yards. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it was the weirdest <laughs> thing in the world. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. 22 yards, 13 plays, almost seven minutes. 22 yards. So you get less than a yard of play. <laughs> or less than two yards of less play. Less than two yards of play. Uh, they got weird. as far as the Bucks 46 at one point, but then they got backed up. They, I but think they're they like penalties? Up, uh, I can't remember. Yeah. No, sack. Okay. Sack. Uh, it might have been sacks, penalties, combination, everything. But they had... Yeah. <laughs> 13 plays, seven minutes, and went 22 yards. That was just crazy. But we couldn't get them off field. You know, they were able to run on us, pass on us, do whatever they wanted. And it, was, it wasn't that our guys sucked. It really did seem like they, they were able to pick apart our defense based on strategy and knowing what we were going to be doing. And we had no idea at all any play what they were going to be doing, you know. Hmm. 
And it was really just to let them snap the ball. We'll try and figure it out from there. And you couldn't even do it then. You know, the guy could, you had no idea where that ball was at. So what do you think about their chances in the AFC? I mean, are they going to be up there? With the Bills? I mean, everyone's crowned the Buffalo Bills the champion already. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a good team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, you know, if if what we saw against us was indicative of how they play, yeah, they, they're going to be a hard team to beat for anybody. Hmm. But if our offense would have been working, On, yeah, we could have given them a run for their money, you know. But man, we just do. I don't. I don't know what's going on with what this is team. It? I don't know. It's so weird because we watched press conferences this week, and granted, it was not like the the big names. You know, it wasn't Tom Brady. It wasn't Mike Evans. It was like Jamal Dean. It was uh, Anthony Nelson. Um, and Nick Leverett had a press conference. They all seem fine. Like, yes. You can't tell anything's wrong. And so that was weird. Very. Um, But but encouraging at the same time. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to see anybody mopey or sad. You know, uh, Devin White had, you know, of course, everybody's on his butt. And so. Including Warren Sapp, which I think really egged on the media. Yes. And, you know, he, he pretty much blew him off. And then he came out and said, you know, Hey, look, my team knows you know, what my deal is. They know I'm good, basically. So yeah, let's end it. Well, and Tom Brady came out and tweeted and was like, "We support you, Devin." Um, you know, because Devin had replied to a Greg Almond tweet about the whole thing, and he just said, basically, like, "Yeah, the team knows." Um, I think I, I think he addressed the one play, and he said I was like gassed, but you could see on this play like I'm running across the field, so I'm still trying. You know, mm-hmm. kind of that was the sense that you got. And Tom Brady retweeted that one and said, like, basically we support you, we have your back. So that was good to see. Yeah, yeah, and he uh, Pewter Report had tweeted out that Devin White is like the most overrated player ever. Oh my God. And Tevin White blocked him. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. You know, where was all this criticism and the magnifying glasses when Gerald McCoy was captain of yeah, some yeah. very bad defense? It yeah, was like and, historically and he had, bad. He had played, he had games just like that where he would get pushed 15, 20 yards out of the picture. And these same yeah. media members. Yeah. Well, you notice they didn't do it. I mean, we've talked about Devin White's play over the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. uh, ever since the halfway through the Atlanta game, and the media didn't. They they they've never. This is the first time I've heard them say mm-hmm. anything about it, mm-hmm. uh, and they didn't do it until the national media, the broadcasters yeah. started and Warren Sapp and Warren Sapp. So yeah, it well yeah, it was the broadcast. Then Warren came out and said it, and then the national media started. So, and um, apparently Levante David had a players only meeting this week mm-hmm. with the players. So yeah. it's good to see. Yeah. Whatever's going on here, it's 100% mental. Yeah. You know, it's not, these guys are not bad players. They're, 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 we know what they're capable of. I mean, we saw it, how dominant they were. In 2020. Yeah. It's and, the same people. And last year they were pretty good. Yeah. You know? I mean, Devin White, I didn't think was that good last year. I don't think he was worthy of a Pro Bowl. That's for damn sure. But, you know, he was great in the playoffs in 2020. <clears throat> you know, I mean, he he was a, one of the main reasons why we won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these guys can play. And it's not like they're out there getting beat. They're not underskilled. You know, it's a mental thing. And that's good news because that's easy to fix. I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on. But it's the whole team. The only one that's doing good is Ryan Suckup. You know? But everybody else is just, you know, barely holding their head above water. I mean, when you've got Mike Evans dropping a sure touchdown pass mm-hmm. right in his hands, you know, and, and it, 
you know, last week he dropped one, went right between his hands, hit him in the chest. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, and I can't, at, I can't even keep track of the drops. Was this one this yeah. week the one where he was like gone? No, no that, that was, was last week. That was against the okay. Steelers. Okay, yeah. and like Chris, I mean uh, Chris Godwin is the same way. Yes, yes. Everybody. Like, and, he and Lenny. I mean, where's Lenny? Yeah, there's no oomph there. Uh, Brady, you know, you just look at Brady. You know, there's something. You know, I honestly, if I had to bet money on it, I would say the divorce is just really, really, really affecting him, and I think that's affecting the whole team. Because well, you, you know, like with like any kind of breakup or emotional thing, or you know, a lot of your. Um, some people, you know, they quit eating or they can't mm-hmm. eat or whatever. Mm-hmm. You lose your appetite. His whole regiment is like predicated on this really strict diet that he adheres to. Yeah. And, you know, how many calories does he require in a day? You know, probably 10,000. Mm. I don't know. Six, eight, yeah. whatever. Uh, so if, if you have no appetite, you know, yeah. What is that? Yeah. I mean, that's what fuels your body and also your brain. Yes, and he just looks so gaunt. You know, mm-hmm. he he did a press conference yesterday, and as soon as he got, I was just like, God, he looks like a skeleton. Mm-hmm. You know, he had, he's lost so much muscle mass, mm-hmm. and his shirts are all baggy on him yeah. and everything. But he did seem to be in good spirits. You know, which is surprising because after that game. The media talked about how they'd never seen Tom Brady so despondent. He sat in his pads at his locker room for like 15 minutes. You know, everybody else was, you know, changed, dressed, and gone. And Tom Brady's still sitting there, you know, with his head hung. Uh, but it's good to see. It does seem like they're all this. And we got to remember, all that matters is winning the division. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. We do that. We're in the playoffs. And it's better for this to happen now mm-hmm. than at the end of the season. And Brady has always talked about football starts in November. Mm-hmm. That's when it matters. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've won two games in our division. You know, we've lost against the Panthers, which <laughs> total, oh. total fluke there. I mean, it's just, that's not going to happen again, I don't think. Uh, well, that one's interesting to me. I just want to touch on that real quick. Um you know, you can always tell with the team how hard they're fighting for their coach's job. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. and so for them, like Matt Rule's gone, mm-hmm. and they get Steve Wilkes in there, and then they uh, come out with the upset. Um, yeah. That's interesting to me. So something I'm gonna I, watch. I just, you know, this might be a case kind of like a Flores in Miami, where you know the Miami ownership was like, "Yeah, we want to tank this season," and he's like, "No." And so he's, you know, I mean, Tepper does not want to win. I mean, he he did everything he could. You know, he got shipped off all their good players. I know. You know, he, he does that. He wants a quarterback next year. Yeah. And and with the co- like coaches, they're like, no, I need to win so I can get a job later. Yeah, maybe like so, like head coaches, they only get so many opportunities. So I, you know, I bet there's some serious tension going on over there. You know, with the owner going, yeah, no, you need to lose. And the coach saying, I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. And he's got his whole team behind him trying to go out there and play. And Tapper's probably going, what the? <laughs> Where is- was this yeah, last year? I don't year. want P.J. Walker as my quarterback <laughs> for the next five years. I want to draft I know. a quarterback high. Yeah. He's, he's already got his eye on somebody. But, but anyhow, yeah, even, even Shaq Barrett on his mic'd up. He, they had him mic'd up on the the against the Ravens. He talked to the offensive line about their holding. He was talking to one of the offensive linemen, and he said, "Man, y'all always be holding, you know." And I was like, "Yeah, yes." And I wish players could come out and say that to the press or the fans or whatever. But you know, they can't. They get in mm-hmm. trouble and get fined and all that good stuff. Losing Shaq Barrett is going to be extremely, extremely difficult. Now, I really like Anthony Nelson, and I like what I saw from him when he came into the game. He was playing really mean, really aggressive, uh, and he was playing great containment, which mm-hmm. was was good to see. But he's not Shaq Barrett. And one of the things that is going to hurt about Shaq Barrett being gone is his 
his personality. He he was always the guy that would run over and congratulate players when they did something good. You know, and always look for that. Uh, you know, Dev White never does. Yeah, he's one of the rah-rah guys. Yes, Shaq Barrett. Uh, you know, even if a guy messed up, Shaq Barrett was going over and, you know, patting him on the helmet or whatever. I think that's a case of, like, he's one of our veterans that, um, you know, he's taken on kind of a leadership role a little bit where he, um, you know, congratulates people or, you know, helps them move on. From, you know, I, ju- I just think he's probably in one of the, yes. I would say he's one of our veteran leaders. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it's, it's a really, really, a really, really, really big loss losing him. You know, besides the fact that he's, you know, one of the best outside linebackers in the, in the game. Yeah, not the best. I would, I would argue that he's he's top three anyhow. Is he? It was an Achilles. Yes. And is he getting surgery? Most likely, oh. and he's out for the season. Listen, I had an Achilles injury once. I tried running one day and couldn't move my like my, the both legs. It was awful. It's terrible. Two weeks. Well, it was a non-contact injury. I, I saw it on All Twenty Two because they they didn't replay it on the broadcast and you know he he made a tackle or he stretched for a tackle and he, you know you didn't see anything you were just kind of like but it, when he got on the ground he was sitting on his butt with his legs out in front of him and he he lifted his leg up and he shook his foot you know he was just like shaking his foot kind of like he had a pebble in his shoe and uh then he got up you know walked off the field you know so I don't know. When I think of the Achilles, I always think of in Kill Bill too, where she's in the hospital. Uma Thurman, she's in the hospital, woke up from the coma, and the nurse, the male nurse, is coming in, and she hides under the bed and slices his Achilles, and you hear the snap, and he like falls down. Yeah. That's what I always think about. Wow, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was like one of those where I was like, oh, it was like stuck with me forever. It's like gross. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, also in that mic'd up video, there was one section. Uh, I was watching it. My daughter was in the room. And there was at one point, it was right after Vita Vea made a sack. And you hear somebody going, yeah. And my daughter was like, what was that noise? And so I rewound it. And I was like, yeah, somebody's really excited. I rewound it. It was a Meryl Jahada Hardafar. <laughs> She was on the sideline, and I mean, she was just you know pumped up, and to the point where it picked up her microphone. Yeah, it picked I up because she ran by Shaq Barrett screaming, "Yeah!" You know, and I mean, she was like, she was into it more than anybody else on the field. She was excited. Yeah, I like her, man. So, also another thing about this game. This is the last thing I want to say. Uh, I like that Nick Leverett. That guy, he's. You know he he's he's good. Uh, I haven't watched all the, the film on him yet, but he was doing things that Gadeke or Gadeke wasn't doing. You know, able to get to the second level. Uh, you know, getting off. You know, being being able to block guys, uh, get off of them, go block somebody else. You know, he did, he didn't seem to get beat that I saw. But one of the things I really liked about him was Jesus, the energy he's got. I mean, that guy was that guy was just jumping up and down and hooting and hollering and every, every we get a first down and he's out there acting like we just won the Super Bowl. I've never seen an offensive lineman with that much energy. We desperately need that on the offense. Yeah, we do. Uh, he also had a video right before Halloween where they decorated the one of the I think offensive lineman's room or something like that. And he was taking everybody through or taking the camera through and showing all the the mannequins and stuff. It was pretty cool. He's a character. And, and we, we saw, saw him you know, on his press conference. conference. You know, he's just very, seems like a likable guy. A lot of damn energy for an offensive lineman. I ain't never seen an offensive lineman with that much energy. I don't understand why they didn't have him starting before. Well, you brought it up when we were talking about it that, you know, he, maybe they had him as a backup center and they didn't want to put him out there because if anything happens to Ainsley, then. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my leading theory. Yeah. Um, I hope I hope they keep him out there. You know, I like I like Gedeke, but he's just not ready. They, yeah, they. I mean, they just threw him to the wolves. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we got the Rams coming up. 
tomorrow. It's a four o'clock game. Oh, it is four o'clock? Yes. Dang it. I know. I didn't know that. I know. That was more fun. It's, it's at home, home, right? I think. Buccaneers? I don't know. I think so. Like, we're so, not traveling. So, so we, we got... got... Yeah, it's at home. Dang, that's... Quite a few home games in a row there. And unfortunately, the unit game counts as a home game, too. That sucks. I hate those games. Yeah. Nine o'clock in the morning. Ugh. So, uh, Winfield is out. He's still in the concussion protocol. Yeah, Cameron Bray out. Neck injury. Mm -hmm. Russell Gage out, right? Yes. Which... Honestly, bright engaged. I mean, I'm not, I know. But Winfield, that hurts. Yeah. Uh, we really missed him against Baltimore. Yeah. And Get a Key. Get a Key's Get a Key's out. Okay. But we are getting back Akeem Hicks. Right? <laughs> well, maybe, like, and? Maybe he'll get, okay. us, a, he'll get us some push up Great. the middle, man. God, we need it. We could just. We're not getting anything up the middle. Nothing. Not but a... he's questionable. He's still on the injury report. He he could have played last week, I think. Yeah. So. Well, here's hoping. Yeah. Uh, have we heard anything about Logan Ryan? He should be eligible coming back from the IR next week, week after. Uh, you know, he went. He got surgery on his foot. We miss him too, you know. I mean, he was he was balling out there. Uh, but we, our safeties didn't do too well, you know. Edwards wasn't real impressed with his performance against Baltimore. You know, we need these guys back, man. Our our free agency this year sucked. I ain't gonna lie, they've all been hurt. You know, they've all underperformed. I mean, Kyle Rudolph, what's he done? Yeah. I know. It was like inactive the first three games. Yeah. Yeah. Keen Hicks has been injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan Ryan's been injured. Uh, Julio Jones has been injured. Russell Gage has been injured. Maybe we did not need BA in the front office. <laughs> you think he's, he's picking up all these? <laughs> and, and, you know, a, a lot of these guys, are, they're forcing us to have to play. Guys, we don't want to play, you know. That yeah, that are not ready. That are not ready. You know what I mean, like like Gedeke, mm-hmm. uh, with Stanny getting hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, not that he's a free agent or anything, but uh, you know, we did we didn't expect to play Gedeke, mm-hmm. and we had to. Uh, Kate Otten, we, we didn't expect to play him so much. Yeah, you know, but starter. I mean, like we're kind of seeing what we're getting with him, and yeah, I it's like been him. good. It's yeah. been a pleasant surprise. Yeah, but. very impressed with him. Uh, Zion McCollum, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been starting. Uh, Hainsey, you know, not, he's not a rookie, but... Second year. This is his, mm-hmm. you know... Or third? First game. Yeah. No, second year. For, you know, the first starts was this year. And he wasn't expecting to play either. So we've had quite a few guys that have been thrust into this. And uh, that, that hasn't helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Leverett. Kate Otten. Uh, although Kate Otten, I think we knew we were going to play him. Yeah. So he knew it. So, uh, the, the Rams, they're pretty much in the same boat we are. I know. Their, their offensive line is devastated. I yeah. think we'll get some guys back. but They're um, they're three and four. Yeah, they can't get any running game going. Mm-mm. Quarterback is stinking it up. They have Cam Akers, who they're trying to trade. He wants a trade. They're sitting him. Um, so, they've got some turmoil with their roster in the locker room. And it surprises me that Winfield isn't going to be playing, too, because I think he really wants to get revenge on Cooper Cup for that. Playoffs. That, yeah. That pass in the playoffs. I know. Uh, you, know you know Winfield, the, the kind of player he is, he has just played that over and over in his head all off season. Our, our, our team wants revenge on this. And we need, and this is the thing, both teams need to go out there and perform well. In this game, you know, because they're both scraping the bottom of the barrel. You know, one of them, well, somebody's coming away with a victory, most likely. Yeah, could be a tie though, the way these two teams are playing. Well, and it'll have play; it'll have implications, provided we both make it to the playoffs. Um, I don't know if they will. Oh, God. 
Yeah, look at Seattle. What are they? Six and one? And they lost they lost to San Francisco twice already. Dang. Well, San Francisco's beat them like five years in a row. Except in the playoffs last year. <laughs> um but should we both make it to the playoffs, this game will have playoff implications yeah. potentially. Yeah. Uh so Yeah, I you know, they got Cooper Cup. He's always a threat, even though he's he's got a hurt ankle right now. He's gonna be out there playing, he's gonna ball, he's gonna probably catch a hundred yards on us. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's no stopping him. He's optimistic. It's the weirdest thing. You know, everybody knows he's getting the ball, and somehow he ends up getting wide open. No all team. The time. I've never seen a team no, stop him. Nobody stops you can't, him. You can't I don't stop know. him. He I, does he like apparate? I don't know. He just, <laughs> he just, <laughs> just one place, one second, another place, another second, wide open. Yeah, can't bring him down. Uh, they've got Aaron Donald. He's going to be going up against Hainsey, Leverett, Mason. And it's going to be it's going to be tough for those guys on this one. Uh, but other than that, you know they they're they're hurting. They're coming in limping. We're limping. Both both teams need this game, and not just need the win. You know, because somebody's going to walk away with a win, most likely. I doubt if it'll be a tie. Zero, zero tie. <laughs> um, but both teams need good performances. Mm-hmm. You know, they need a good performance against a good team. And, you know, they're, they're, it, I'm telling you, our, ours, and probably with the Rams, too, it's just completely mental. I think the Rams are going, you know, Super Bowl hangover. Mm-hmm. And you know, the Buccaneers, honestly, I think it's the leadership. I think Todd Bowles' style is just, you know, they, they went from Bruce Arians, who, you know, is very uh, quick-witted, quick to run his mouth, quick to call you out. Actually, has energy. Has energy in his golf cart. <laughs> I know, I was just thinking that. But, I mean, Verbal he's energy. got, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, yeah, I feel like the dude can, like, sideline? yeah. Uh like the dude can like party, right? And yes. like hang with you right. all night. That's what I mean by he's, like energy. He's, yeah, he's, got, a, he's an extrovert. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's mm-hmm. you know. Whereas you, Todd Bowles, introvert, doesn't say a whole lot. He's more sarcastic than he is. Mm-hmm. Biting, soft you know. spoken. Right, Arians is going to call you out no matter if you're Tom Brady or the Water Boy. You know, he's going to say you suck. You did this wrong. Blah, blah, blah. Todd Bowles ain't going to do that. And I think it's that has infected our team, that kind of morose, you know, because leadership does, it happens, mm-hmm. you know, no matter whether you like your leader or not, you get infected by their character and personality. And then I think that could have been overcome, you know, and it's not a knock on balls. I like balls and I want mm-hmm. him to do well, but he is, he's just very bad. Uh, that could have been overcome if Tom Brady was on his game. But I think Tom Brady's divorce. I mean, think about this. This guy is not lost. He's a winner. He doesn't like to lose. Now he's losing the most important thing that he's ever won. You know, mm-hmm. His supermodel wife and his family is gone. He's lost. He's a loser. And every man that goes through a divorce, no matter if they want to divorce or not, they feel like a loser. It's just how it is. And, Tommy's not used to that, mm-hmm. and there's nothing he can do. He can't win that game. You know, he can't practice. He can't do reps. He's never going to get it back. And I think it's just something that has just devastated him. I mean, you can look at him physically; he's devastated. Mm-hmm. You know, and his 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 decision making hasn't been all that great. His passes have been off. You know, he's not. You know, he, he's just. Kind of checked out almost, but I, I don't think it's that he's checked out. I think he's just in a fog. Mm-hmm. I think this whole team is in a fog. Mm-hmm. That's how it feels. Yeah. So we we need this win. You know, something's got to snap us out of it. I don't know what that something is. I don't know how to do it. I don't know if anybody does. But I was encouraged to see all the guys having a good attitude after that game. You know. Yeah. Or, 
uh, Jamel Dean, you know, he said, he said after the game, he went Oh, yeah, home. that was one of the ones. And he was the most surprising to me. He's kind of grown the most, yeah. I felt like. Because mm-hmm. uh, a Very couple of years ago, I know he was so, in this press conference, he was so talkative and chatty and smiling and laughing. Mm-hmm. And a couple of years ago. And, and he saying was, some really good stuff. I mean, he wasn't up there just. Yucking it up. Yeah, or yeah. or you know, doing coach speak. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was those legitimate good answers to questions and had some insightful stuff. Mm-hmm. But he said that after that Ravens game, what would he say? He slept all. He went home and was stayed in bed because he felt like he'd been hit by a truck. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it was physically, but probably was, uh, or if you know, it was just the mental aspect of it. Because everybody just seemed like they they just got beat up, bullied. Mm-hmm. You know? So hopefully it'll it'll kick them in the rear. Yeah. Wake them up out of this fog. Yeah. What do you think? You think it'll think it'll happen against the Rams? I don't. I thought it would have happened. After the Carolina game. And we kind of did, like, I felt like in the first quarter of the Ravens game, we looked great. They got the ball. You know, we had that muffed punt. And they got the ball on the six-yard line or something Mm -hmm. like that. And our defense held them to three points. I mean, our defense basically shut them out in the first half. They scored three points in the first half. Mm -hmm. And that was... And they that was like a two yard game, mm-hmm. you know. Then they kicked a field goal, you know. So our defense was playing great. Yeah. Our offense was, you know, yucking it up, going down the field, scoring. Mm-hmm. We scored ten points, and then they just petered out. It, yeah. It's a uh, just not being able to finish like that, like carry that energy through the whole game. It's got to be so like. Uh, mm-hmm. Demoralizing. But we saw it. We know it's still there. That was the, 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 the takeaway I got from it. Yeah, but like, how many times are you like, oh, you know, you come back from something and then you just it tanks or whatever, and it's so demoralizing, and then you're like, ah, screw it, like forget it. But that, right, and that's how I felt they did. But then watching the game tape, not at all. That's not what they did. I mean, they were trying all the way through the game. Yeah. So that was encouraging. Well, I get, I think my concern is more like the offense, not the defense. Yeah, I didn't go all the way through the offense. Like the so. yeah the the offense is what concerns me more. Just because you know Tom Brady, I think has been just the backbone for all this time. That I think a lot of the guys are not. There's no number two. Who's the number two? Who's the first mate? You know, yeah, if the captain goes down, they're gonna take. You know what yeah. I mean? So there's no one to step in, and I just think like Tom is so he's just larger than life. I think to a lot of these guys where they all idolize him, and so it's hard when you look up to someone like that. And you play behind somebody like that to feel like you could even um, pretend, you know, it it would just be such a hard, such big shoes to fill. Mm -hmm. It would be very overwhelming. So you have like Mike Evans, I think, is a guy theoretically on the team who is suited for that. But I think his ego... I mean, he doesn't have, like, the ego to be able to... I think he knows, like, how far above Tom is than everybody else as far as that goes. And so, um, I think he he's just humble enough to know that. And uh, so, and then who else is even capable or... I, I just don't... Who else is there? There's no one else. Right. So, it's just... <sighs> yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, I think leadership is a, is a big yeah. issue right now. Yeah, yeah. I just think, you know, Tom's just not at a point where he can do it. Mm-mm. No, I mean, you gotta, have we ever seen this in sports? Mm-mm. I can't ever recall a divorce in sports like this. Mm-hmm. You know, and well, for one, most athletes don't last to be 
45 years old and go through a divorce. Or have a 20-some year marriage. Right. I mean, if they go through a divorce, it's like, oh, they married this bitch after three months. And then (laughs) it's like it's a Kim Kardashian situation or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, um, we've never seen this before that I'm aware of. And you're saying that, you know, most of these guys have all seen Tom as larger than life and everything. And now they're seeing him basically broken. Yeah. You know, and it, it's probably freaking them out yeah. too. You know, because because these are, these guys are young; they don't know. Mm-hmm. They you know they to see their their leader and their their idol, whatever. You know, this guy who is probably considered one of the most uh, the greatest athletes that's ever lived to be brought to his knees mm-hmm. by something like this. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's not. I mean, I, I'm not. Knocking the guy at all because no. the divorces are hard and relationships, well, especially when you got kids. And- I think like our society is so much makes it out like divorce is just no big deal. Right, like right, you right. can just go get one yeah. and it's whatever. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Go, yeah. Get on Tinder. Uh, no, it really sucks. Yeah. It's yeah. terrible. And, and it, you know, they, <laughs> they talk about both of them have come out and said that it's amicable and all that good stuff. This was they her decision. They always say that. Yeah, they always say that. This was her decision. She wanted it. And she did it during the season. I mean, he's having to go to all these court hearings. Uh, he had to do a parental counseling class that was court ordered uh, like three days before the Steelers game or oh, maybe the Baltimore game. I can't remember which one. But yeah, you know, so he's having to go through all this during the season and she knows that she couldn't wait. You know, five months. Well, that's my theory about what he missed um, training camp for. Mm-hmm. I, like, I think it was court proceedings, probably. Yeah, yeah. And they just said, oh, it's a family vacation to the Bahamas, because none yeah. of them wanted to talk about it. How, they, how do we all feel so stupid about the whole mass Singer thing now? I mean, you <laughs> know, it's like, that was that was the I'm sure he. I'm sure Tom would have preferred yeah. to be on the mass Yeah, Singer. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, um... You know, because when they announced that their divorce, that they were getting divorced, it was finalized already. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, unless you've been through it, I mean, court proceedings don't happen quickly. No. Often. Right. And uh, so for them to have already gone through everything that they had to do to get divorced officially, uh, you know, this has been going on quite a while. Yeah. It just seems like if... It, if the- if she wasn't like mad at him or wanted to get back at everything, she just would have waited until after the season. They mm-hmm. could have taken care of it then, you know. And, but mm-hmm. this is going on during the season. It's her choice, you know. Because if it was left up to him, I'm sure he would have said, "Can we deal with this after the season?" You know. Mm-hmm. And she was probably like, "No, the season is the reason why we're getting a divorce. So screw you. I'm going to do it now and ruin your season." Mm-hmm. So, uh, it. It's obvious it's having an effect on him, you know, and I think it's. And especially like divorces, even amicable. I'm sure things have been said in the process that are very hurtful, especially like if he's having to go through parental classes and stuff like that. Um, Things have been said about his parenting, clearly. Uh, In court and out of court. I mean, I I think in court it's, it's a. State oh, is it a law. requirement? When, yeah, when you get divorced and you have children, you have to go. Th- yeah, I know. It's all stupid. It's just a way oh, for these people gosh. to make money. Mm-hmm. You have to lay down $300 to go to the court-mandated oh, <laughs> parenting classes or whatever. Uh, well, all right. So what do you think is going to happen with the Rams game? Oh, God. Okay. Uh, the score. This is a – Yeah. Uh, I got the score. Hold on. Oh, you you got one already? Yeah. What is it? 13 to 12. Really? Yes. <laughs> Who do you think is going to score 13 points? I'm going I'm going with the Bucks. We we're, we're going we're gonna to eke it out. Wow. All right. I'm just we're so evenly matched and yeah. we're so we're yeah. both at the just we're both at the point where it's like 13, 12 realist. I, yes. Wow. That's how I feel. All right. Well, you know, 
I'm going to go against my better judgment here because I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I think I'm thinking something like 24, 21, uh, you know, 2017, something have like that nature. Put, have we even put up that many points in a game yet? Um, no. Well, I, we scored 21 against the Falcons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm going, I'm not betting what I think here or not saying what I think. I'm saying what I hope. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I'm, I'm hoping the Buccaneers are gonna get their shit together and go big baby go, I'm going big I'm going big I'm gonna say 34 wow 20 Rams 20 how are we gonna I think, do I that I think we're gonna wanna embarrass somebody man and the Rams are they need to be embarrassed after what they did to us last year <laughs> jerks <laughs> Coming, see what you made me do. That's right. So you know, yeah. But honestly, if 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 I had to bet money on this, a lot of money that I couldn't afford to lose, I would say, kind of like what you said. But I think they'll score a little bit more than that. But you know, twenty seventeen, twenty one, twenty twenty four, twenty one, something like that. Our just inability. And honestly, to move I, I don't know who's going to win. I know it really depends on who. I know what teams show up out there. Yeah, um, it, it just our inability to move down the field. God, it's so it, weird. It is the weirdest thing because the past three years, it's three two years, years since even with Jameis, we were able to. Since I know got, you can stop Mike us. Evans, yeah, since we've had Mike Evans, yeah, especially Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. We have scored points, yeah. and we've moved down the field almost at will. This year has been, which is weird. I mean, we're just three and outing all over the place. Yeah. And sometimes we'll get four or five plays, <laughs> you know, but we're not going anywhere. Oh, God. And then when we get in the red zone, we're not doing anything. It's just weird. This team is a, it's like they're stuck in molasses mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Just in a fog. I've got faith in them. I got, I got, yeah, I was very encouraged watching that all 22 and seeing how hard they were playing after being out on that field. I mean, the, the time of possession was just completely lopsided, like almost 10 minute difference. Uh, you know, they, they were out there. They had 70 some plays, the Ravens did. Oh my God. Yeah. <sighs> Ridiculous. I think they beat us by like 20 plays. So, but only five points. Yeah, that's true. That's encouraging. Right. And, you know, seeing the defense was out there, you know, just still trying to play that whole time. They weren't they weren't slacking off or loafing or anything that I thought I was going to see, that I felt like I saw on the broadcast. Tony, the holding was a big deal. And the holding really made our team look worse than it, than it did, than it, than it was. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're just damn good. Team Lamar Jackson, man, he's he's a real deal. He ain't nothing to be playing around with. So it is what it is, and we got the Rams coming up. Uh, I don't know if I'm excited about it or not. <laughs> so the, we, we've only won, won one game in the past six. I know it. It feels. I'm tired. It of, feels that way. Feels like the old Buccaneers, don't it? Mm-hmm. And every game, you like lose a little bit more hope. Yeah. Just like, oh. We're going to turn it around, though. Football starts in November. Right, right. That's how I'm thinking. I'm thinking mm-hmm. Brady's telling everybody, okay, now, mm-hmm. you know, we've it's, we got the kinks out. Everybody stop whining and crying and feel sorry for yourself. Football starts now. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, with Akeem Hicks coming back, we'll get some push up the middle, pressure the quarterback a little bit. You know, at least, at least stop the running game. Something. Jesus. <laughs> All right, you got anything else? That is it. All right, guys. Till next time. Go Bucks.